Yo, what's up everyone? My name is Drew Joyner. Some of you may know me as Drew What I Do on YouTube, and I am the host of season two of the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others, where each week I invite a brand new guest on the show within the realm of fashion, culture, and or art to talk about their life and their experiences. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to come listen to this podcast. It means a ton to me. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon to you. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to tune into this episode. Like I said, my name is Drew, and today we have a really, really special guest one that I'm in a group chat with. I've only kind of consumed her content over the last, let's say, three, four months. And she is a TikTok star, quote unquote. (laughs) Today's guest is Drew Good, aka Drew in Color. I kind of like her actual name. Drew Good is a a pretty fire name, if you ask me. (laughs) But Drew has a really interesting story as it relates to creating content on social media Um, You'll hear that she's always kind of wanted to create a YouTube channel. And I think a lot of people, a lot of young people nowadays strive to create content on whether it be on YouTube or TikTok now is very popular or Instagram. And so it's really interesting to hear her story told through her perspective. I think like a lot of the other guests on the show, this is the first time she's ever really had an opportunity to share her story. So I thought it would be really, really great to be the first one to premiere it. You guys get to learn a little bit about one of your favorite content creators, Drew and Color, and it's a really fantastic conversation. I feel like all throughout, for someone who wants to get into content creation, this is a great episode. Someone who's curious about the world of fashion content creation, whether it be on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram, this is also going to be a super fun episode. Now, you know your boy gets to babbling a little bit. Let's get into the live intro, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 please. Don't forget to give us a five-star review. It helps out the podcast tremendously. All right, let's get into it. TikTok is one of the biggest apps in the world. And if you don't believe me, listen to these stats. The app currently has over 600 million users. The average user spends 52 minutes a day. And over a billion videos are viewed every 24 hours. A billion videos with a B. (laughs) Today, we have one of my personal favorite creators on the app, Drew and Color. And today's episode is going to be a good old Drew on Drew special. So, Drew, tell me how you're doing today. How, how is life treating you in, in 2021 in September? I am feeling great. It is actually a big pleasure to be on this podcast. It is so funny finding another creator with the name Drew. So, <laughs> uh, That's funny. Drew, Drew is such a... Um, it, I feel like it's not a it's a relatively common name, not very common. I feel like I don't I don't see it very often. So like the fact that we're both we're both black creators too. So in fashion, so it's kind of funny to have that happen, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Um, well, Drew, um, before we even get started, um, like I said, I'm a huge fan of what you do on TikTok. I've been a huge fan. I think I started kind of paying attention to you. I want to say April, May of, of 2021. Um, I wasn't really even on TikTok myself personally. I was actually creating content 
more so like drawing sketches. I used to have a TikTok where I used to sketch out and things like that. It wasn't even fashion related. And but you were you, your content was one some of the content that I saw that actually was like, okay, this is not you know, fashion TikTok isn't just about um, these Shein hauls, fast fashion, and, and they, these kind of things. Someone really cares about the different angles of of, of subcultures and, and streetwear and, and sneakers and those kind of things. So that kind of gravitated me towards your content, right? Fast forward to to now, you know, we're in a group chat together. You know, we we're kind of mutuals in that sense, right? Uh, it's been fun kind of seeing you grow and having a little bit, having you a little bit closer in, into, you know. Uh, as a content creator, someone who's closer to me, essentially. <laughs> um, but I want to ask you before we even get started with today's episode, before we start out with the first question, I feel like you've had a little bit of a voice in the Donda certified lover boy conversation. Talk to me. What do you think about these albums real quick? Like, like which album stands out to you more? You do not like either of them. T- talk to me. You know what? I'm not even going to be honest. I'm not too crazy about either of them. Yeah. And Every time I voice an opinion on TikTok or social media, I get slammed for not liking like the most mainstream things. <laughs> I'm not talking about Donda. Certified Lover Boy just came out last night. I think it's pretty mid. I, I mean, they're both not bad artists. They're one of the greatest of our generation. Of course, they're going to put out good stuff. But did I expect more? Yeah. So it really didn't hit my expectations for both. But personally, I think Whole Lot of Red takes the best album for this year personally <laughs> i love it i love it i actually haven't had a chance to listen to either one of clb or donda so i'm gonna what my plan is is i'm gonna this is kind of nerdy of me but i'm gonna take a sheet of paper for donda a sheet of paper for clb and i'm gonna go through each track you know whatever the track's name is give it a rating out of 10 and then i'll add up all the ratings i'll do it with my girlfriend later today so if anyone wants to know the, the verdict you guys can send me a dm on on instagram and i'll let you know <laughs> So let's get into the beginning of this pod, man. Tell me about yourself, Drew. Um, what is your background? Where are you from? And how is it like for you growing up as a kid? I mean, so I'm Drew. I'm 23. Started TikTok about literally like a year ago this month. From New York originally, born and raised there a little bit. Moved to Florida, moved to Arizona. Now I'm here in LA. Been in LA mm-hmm. for months. Um, really, the move that influenced me to LA was social media a lot of networking out here it's a lot of connections so just trying to build myself on social media while being out here but yeah totally totally talk to me about your upbringing a little bit drew uh, it's a lot of states you mentioned and we kind of talked about this beforehand a little bit but how is it like for you growing up in all of these kind of separate places at, at 23 years old you're still very very young i'm 23 as well um, but kind of talk to me about how these different states kind of molded you as an individual right i mean just i'm so for one, growing up in New York, I mean, to me, New York is one of the dopest places in the United States of America. I mean, it is not even close to touching LA. LA is cool, but it's nothing like New York. So <laughs> like around a lot of culture, a lot of fashion, a lot of hip hop. I mean, like the city literally just like, it generates around like hip hop, culture, fashion. You know what I'm saying? So that had a big play into who I am. And especially with like my parents, like they, they grew up like in New York, like they're from like the Bronx, you know? So like, they always have this like sense of fashion, you know, flies, kicks, like it's cool. Then I moved to Florida. Florida's cool too. You know what I'm saying? Florida, like it has Miami, one of the most popping cities in the U S as well. Of course I wasn't in Miami, but I was in Orlando, which is also a pretty popular place around Daytona. So Florida had an influence on me too. It's definitely different though, way more Southern, but it was cool. Arizona. I was there for a job. I was there to get it done. 
not the best place, but Phoenix was cool. Yeah. Phoenix is also one of the coolest places in the United States. And now we're here, you know, my upbringing was good. Um, not really much to say. I mean, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And and uh, I understand what you're saying about all of the places you're, you're, you mentioned, especially New York. Um, obviously one of the biggest cultural centers in the entire world, you have so much, you know, from black culture to hip hop culture to um, whether it be in fashion. You have New York Fashion Week that's actually coming up pretty soon. You have a ton of, ton of things happening in New York. It seems like all the time. The city that never sleeps is, is true to its name, right? Um, and so I can, I can kind of see how those places impacted you and in, in your personality too. Like, uh, like I said, I'm a pretty big fan of yours, and, and I didn't know necessarily you had all those places that you essentially grew up in, but I definitely see the new york influence and probably why it pushed you to be more culturally and, and fashion inclined um and then obviously the other places too there there's a there's a definite culture in florida florida man is out there <laughs> um but you know there's a definite culture in florida and uh it, it's really cool to to hear you talk about it did you did you have siblings growing up or did you you grew up an only child talk to me about that i have three other siblings um all like no halves, no steps, just all my siblings. They're pretty dope. I mean, yeah, they're all super tall. I'm the shortest one. They could all, <laughs> could all be models. They're all about like six feet. Um, everyone in my family's tall except me. So I, I miss that gene. Even if I were to take fashion to a whole nother level, I could never be runway because the gene just like completely skipped me. <laughs> Brother who's like a year older than me, then two younger siblings still in high school, but we're pretty tight. We're pretty tight. Very cool. Very cool. And are they, uh, are they out in LA with you or are they in another state? Are they in Orlando or are they in uh, Florida or yeah, Florida? Um, brother, he's in Chicago. So he lives in Chicago. Oh, and cool. my siblings live with my mother in Florida. I'm like only one out here. So I had my own place in Arizona. I was the only one out there, like no family. Now same thing over here. Just have my apartment, my dog. That's about it. Cool. 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 What's your dog's name? Her name is Georgette. It's from my favorite show, Oliver and Company. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I love that show. I love that show. I have to ask, ask this question too. In your family, of your siblings, who has the best style? It's me. I would say close next is my like older brother, but like even my siblings, like they'll always come to me like, what's the hot, like, what's the hot shoe mm -hmm. I could buy right now? Or like they'll always watch my TikToks and be like, yeah, like I didn't know that. Like I'm going to start wearing this or that, but I take the cake. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's swagger too. <laughs> um, talk to me about your your first introduction into fashion. That's a, actually a pretty good segue. Um, as as the sibling who you know takes the crown, takes the cake. You know, um, how did you get involved with fashion to begin with? So this is actually a good question because so my I grew up with my father being a sneakerhead. I'm talking about like closet full of sneakers, always buying the latest releases. So in that sense, watching him like grow his sneaker collection, always having the hottest kicks, I started out liking sneakers. So it began in middle school. Like I was really obsessed with sneakers. Like I would sit on YouTube all day, watch like sneaker YouTubers like Tony D2 Wild, mm. RC. I was just like super into sneakers. And so I started getting sneakers when I had a little money to play around with. But then you realize as you start to get into sneakers, like you can't just have like a bum fit with some fly sneakers. You know, everything has to flow. Everything has to like be fire. So then kind of like sneakers open the doorway into fashion and it took me a while to get to like no more niche and like higher fashion that happened about like high school I would say I started mm -hmm. more with like less streetwear brands like Supreme Obey and stuff and more into like 
okay, well, what's a cold wall? Or like, hey, like Rick Owens, you know, like what's, so it, it kind of like started out sneakers and now it's progressed to like clothes, like completely. Totally. I love that. And that's kind of what my uh, story is as well. And I think a lot of people's story is like that, you know, starting with sneakers and it, it progresses and progresses and progresses. What were some of the sneakers that you enjoyed as like a youngster, middle school or high school? Or what, what were the sneakers you were fiending over? It, retros. Retros were just so big. It literally, and it used to be like the retros uh, that like, if I name nowadays, everyone would be like, that's trash. But like 13s, you know, mm. nines, tens, like retros one through like what is it maybe like 13 or something mm -hmm. were, you know what i'm saying like that was just like what everyone wanted like twos i see that like virgil's making a collab possibly with the jordan 2 retro been on that like that's that's nothing new you know what i'm saying and i, I like that a lot of like older retro models or like the less popular nowadays are kind of like making a comeback because everyone's on one and fours right now like everyone but that's so like old news to me that's like nothing new yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And that's really interesting you you say that. I think you're you're 100% correct. The conversation around sneakers on TikTok especially and just on Instagram and social media, there's so many ones, so many fours and and a lot of times there's a lot of dunks, right? And those are kind of the major sneakers of 2020 2021 kind of that time frame, right? But you you take it back and and, and when you were growing up, you had all this interest and love towards, you know, retro Jordans. And for me, like, yeah, like everyone, everyone say you, you love Jordans up to one to 13. And that's, that's pretty common across the board. And so you, you fall in line with that ideology and you were a huge fan of those sneakers. That's really cool. Really cool. I've also like, so I also grew up playing basketball. I'm like a God at basketball. Okay. For like women. And then also grew up skateboarding. So I post a couple clips on like TikTok. Like I've, I've shown myself like skateboarding. I would say I'm pretty good for a girl. Okay, but okay. like skateboarding and you know also you kind of get so like the thing with like sbs or like blazers those are making a huge comeback this year but like i just find it so funny how no one appreciates so everyone sees like okay low top michigan's low top syracuse but no one's really looking at like where it all stemmed from like skate culture like coming from like sbs or whatever so mm -hmm. like we're into like basketball skate culture and a lot of that had to play with like basketball is like Jordans and then skateboarding is like SBs, Blazers. So also those two like interests also got me into sneakers because I always wanted to skate or I wanted to hoop and like the flies kicks. Like, so that really played a part into it, like sports. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Those are the, the sneakers and the clothes that you wear associated with, you know, whatever sport you're doing, whether it be skating or basketball, there's a, there's a uniform for it, you know, on and off the court, you know, when you're at the skate park and when you're not at the skate park, when you're practicing and when you're not, there's there's a there's a certain culture around it. And I played basketball too. I need to see the basketball clips, Drew. That's what I need to see. I need to see the hooping clips. Okay, I'm not gonna play with you anymore. <laughs> I need to see these hooping clips. Hold on, I think I lost you. I played plus someone. Got me. Some reason that it just it just broke out for a second. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. We good? Cool, cool, cool. Say, sorry, say what you were going to say again. You, you're going to post some clips of, of hooping a little bit, maybe? Let's add some good high high school highlights, so, yeah. Okay, cool. But, yeah, like I was saying, these these kind of, these items within within a culture scape, within a subgroup, whether it be skating or basketball, th those things that you wore and you're interested in, it comes from a really authentic place, right? And I, I'm not here to... 
people get a little bit touchy and feely when it comes to this subject, right? When it comes to like, well, yeah, you can wear whatever you want. I, I believe anyone can wear whatever they want, whether it be, you know, from X, Y, and Z brand. It doesn't matter. You can wear whatever you want. But I think it means so much more to you when it comes from an, a place of authenticity, right? Like with clothing, whether it be like, oh, you know, Drew likes Jordans and, and has been a fan of, of Jordans because Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. And she always looked up to her, to him, excuse me, or Sue Bird or whoever it was, whoever, whoever on, in the WNBA side had had the uh, the Nike sponsors. Right. And so I think that's a really, really cool thing that you tap into when it comes to your style. Right. Um, fast forward to now. Talk to me about kind of what your style is. Nowadays, you post a good amount of fit pics online. You post um, different style videos on TikTok as well. What's your style looking like now? I I genuinely say I, I take a little bit from everything. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily all streetwear. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily all like formal wear, dress wear. I kind of go with like what I'm comfortable, like what I could see myself in for the day. I kind of like dip like dip and dabble in everything. So like mm. sometimes I'll just wear like boots. Sometimes I wear loafers. I, I don't generally just stick to like sneakers or like one sub subcategory of fashion I think sticking to one aesthetic can be boring after a while and I just try to like just be comfortable but I'm really big on like coziness I love to be cozy I'll take comfort over anything every day like yeah my clothes I will not walk around outside all the time if I'm uncomfortable so anything that's comfortable yeah yeah I love that and I I think your fits are some of the best on on Instagram as well. Like if you guys have not checked out, you know, Drew and Color uh on the gram. She's she's been climbing in terms of, you know, notoriety and, and, and follower count. So I think it's a good time to tap in with her if you haven't already. Uh your most recent fit um was kind of this brown tonal fit. What was the top that you were wearing? Actually I um it looks incredibly cool. It has like this interesting red detailing over the top of like the chest and then you have like all of this detailing in the center. What what top was that? I, I literally, I thrifted that top. So I'm big on thrifting too. So I literally thrifted that top. I love it. Look like material. And I think it's like Lisa Moore or something. It's just, it's just like a top that I thrifted. And I literally had it sitting in my closet. And then like I had to put out a fit pick. I had to put out a fit pick. And I was like, all right, let's bring out this top. Let's do something different. Because I noticed like a lot of my fit picks always wear like t-shirts or like hoodies. And it's like, well, let's go for something different. Let's switch it up. But yeah, just a thrifted top. Like Very cool. Like I said, y'all, check out Drew and Color right now as you're listening to the pod so you can get a visual and an, audit- an auditory. <laughs> um, but let's move on to the next kind of section. I want to talk to talk about you as a content creator. Um, I think content creation is um, exploded in the last five, seven, maybe even more years. But now more than ever with TikTok and you have YouTube, you have Instagram, especially in the fashion community. Um, as a creator myself, I see a clear value for content creators, for brands and for consumers, right? Um, and I'll kind of explain it real quick before we dive into the questions. I think that, you know, brands have this marketing need, right? But a lot of times when brands market, it's it comes it, it can come off as inauthentic if they do it in a poor way, right? And, and that's where having a, a content creator or partnering with content creators uh, brings a, a, a relatively um, distinct ethos to the brand with said content creator and you get to you know capitalize on the content creator's audience right and I think also from a standpoint of a consumer if you are a fan of for example drew and color you have a, a 
access to products discounted that Drew and Color likes, supports with wear, yeah. and um, you get to support them as a creator, right? Because it takes it takes time, it takes hours to and time to work on YouTube videos and TikToks and and uh, Instagrams. It takes a long time, right? Um, now I want to ask you, Drew. You know what what sparked that initial push to start creating content on TikTok? So I literally since middle school, I've always wanted to do YouTube or do content on the internet, like my whole life. And it, it's always, it's been a recurring thought throughout the years. And I'm like, not yet, not yet, not yet. You're like, I've just always postponed it. But even then from middle school, I've created YouTube accounts, did like on feed reviews, stuff like that, ended up deleting them. I've always just played around with this idea throughout the years. And then finally TikTok came out and I did not download TikTok at first. It took me a long time to even download the app. Then once I got on it, because I was just like, TikTok is so lame. Like, this is such a kid's app. <laughs> I not realized that it's a tool that I could use to my own advantage. Number one, the algorithm on TikTok is insane. Someone with two followers can post a video and blow up. This, it's just, it would be dumb of you to not capitalize on TikTok while it's still like booming. I mean, I would put TikTok over Instagram. Instagram is more becoming a, like a marketing app instead of a social one. So TikTok is where it's at. So I was just like, I was like on the app and I was like looking at people like posting. I was like, I mean, like I could do this. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like I, you have to be confident. So I was like, I just feel like I'm better, you know, than like a lot of these videos that are being pushed out. And I was like, I could really like pave something for like female, like creators, like females who love like streetwear or females who, like know like what the hell they're talking about when it comes to like archive fashion, high fashion, da da da. Do you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm gonna make the wave. Like I'm gonna just start posting whatever happens, happens. And it didn't take too long to blow up. I posted maybe like five videos and then like the sixth one like completely blew up. It was like 200,000 likes, like a million views. So I was just like, I gained like 5,000 followers and I was just like, well, I got to keep going. You know, people are following me to watch what I put on next. I'm getting a lot of comments, a lot of traction. I was like, let's just keep on pushing. And I've just, I blew like. Yeah, it's been, it's been unreal to see your growth. I remember I think I started paying attention to you when you had about 30,000 and, and I think what now you're at like 75 or something like that. 77. Yeah. 78. Exactly. So, uh, the, the amount of you you hit it, the nail right on said the amount of growth for a creator on TikTok is crazy. It is just crazy. Um, my story is exactly the same. I, I start and, and it. It's even crazy to like 78,000 people follow you. Like, like just like wrap that around your head 78 like a whole stadium you know two stadiums worth of of of, of te- like you know people follow you it's just unbelievable what the opportunity is on on the app right and i i want to know what inspired the name drew in color cuz uh your your name is is drew good if you don't mind me saying um so yeah my name is drew good um literally like d r e w g o o d but i uh i I had the name Drew Color for years. Like, I just thought it was like a super catchy name if I ever blew up. So I've had it since like, if if this year is 2021, I've had it since like 2018 or something like that. But anyway, I blew up and then I was like, I want to change it. But then it was too late because it was just like people started like use like knowing Drew and Color. Like that's what they called me. That's what they put in the search bar. So I just thought it was a catchy name. It is very catchy. I, I love the name. It. It's like it's clean, it's simple, it's it's easy to understand, honestly. I've always I've always been a fan of it. Like, oh, it's drew in color. <laughs> um 
I kind of alluded to this before, but do you ever think about the numbers on TikTok and, and especially TikTok? Cause like you said, it's unbelievably large. Some of the numbers, like you said, you had a million views, 200,000 likes. Do you ever think about that kind of stuff? Um, as a, as a creator, like, and if you do, like, what, what do you think about it? Are you just kind of blown away by it or, because uh, for a lot of just normal everyday people and, and we're normal everyday people too, but like to them, like 200,000 likes is, is insane. Right. Do you think of it in that way too? Or I, I used to. So at first, like my, that first video that blew up, it didn't blow up like 40,000 likes. It blew up like a hundred thousand in a day. And I was just like, mind blown. I was just like, what? This is crazy. But um, now I'm just kind of like, man, that video did really good. Like on to the next. Like I, I just want to keep pushing out content. I always want to grow. I think the numbers are insane. And that's that goes back to kind of like the TikTok algorithm. You can tell which video really hit the algorithm. Like you, every time you refresh your like uh, activity tab, 120 likes, refresh again, 200 likes, refresh it again, a thousand. Like it's it's crazy. So the numbers used to really like blow me away. Now it's kind of like, I need to ride this momentum. Like, let's get the next video out. Like, I don't, I want to hold people's attention. I want to have them follow me. I have, I want them like to like see the video and be like, I'm going to follow her. And then I want to keep knowing what she posts because I want more info or I like what she does. So the numbers, but numbers can also be a bad thing though, kind of in a sense, because you know, some, some videos, they don't hit the algorithm or they don't do that well. And then, you know, you're kind of just like, you can't let the numbers get you because even if they don't hit the algorithm or they don't do as well as the video that blew up, doesn't mean it's a bad video. But when you get caught up in the numbers, it can really like mess with like your mental. Cause it's like, I didn't do so good. And it's just like, it's, it's just, you just got to keep it pushing. Absolutely. I think that's a great point. You're talking about, you know, mentality and I love, I love mentality stuff. Um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite players when I was a kid as a, as a basketball player was Kobe Bryant. And he's, you know, king of mentality, right? And one of the things I, I'll never forget, you know, that he said, you know, RIP Kobe. Um, but he, he mentioned that, you know, when he when he was playing, like they would ask him, like, when you score like 40 points in a night, numbers as well. It's about numbers as well. When you score 40 points in a night, you know, in the next game, you guys lose by 35. <laughs> you know, how do you um, how do you deal with that? And he, he basically said that, you know, he stays even keel no matter what. He scores 40. He's happy. He, he celebrates it relatively, but he doesn't you know, act as though he's never done it before or he can't do it again, right? He stays real, really even keel. And I think when you're, you know, creating content, especially on TikTok, you, you have to, like you mentioned, stay even keel and not allow vanity and numbers to kind of throw you off, um, throw you off, like from a mental standpoint, like thinking you're, you're the shit. Um, and then next, you know, next post, you, you think you're not the shit or you think you're awful, an awful creator because, you you don't get the views that you want it's about the creativity sometimes i think so more than it is about the numbers i think not sometimes i I think it is about the creativity Mm -hmm. um i want to ask you uh, about some of your favorite videos that you've created right uh you've you we i feel like as tiktokers we all have videos that like i i have them in my head like okay yeah these are the videos that got me started these are the the videos i created that like blew me up what were those some of your favorite videos and what are your favorite videos that you created? So, so the ones beginning that like got like the ball rolling weren't my favorite videos because now that I look back, I'm like, that was so corny. Like your fit was corny. Like the whole, like, I'm just always like evolving and improving. So like, I'm very harsh on myself. So I'll look back and I'll be like, 
that wasn't it. But then I have to kind of remember and be easy on myself because I have to think, well, that was it for the time. Now we've just, you know, we've kind of, you know, got a little better. We've evolved. We've been more comfortable from the camera. Some of my favorite videos, though, I do have favorites, but I couldn't tell you unless I actually looked at my phone right now because I'm like blanking super hard. Yeah, but I could tell you. Let's see. Some of my favorite videos. I could tell you while I look, I could tell you one of my worst videos. It blew up, but it was like one of the ones that like had my stomach lurching. <laughs> I remember I did a, so I had a best or worst series going for a while. So I'd be like best Jordan ones or worst Jordan ones. So I basically put a super hot opinion out onto the internet. And I remember I did a worst Jordan one video. And I remember I put like people's favorites. I put the Dior's and I put the Travis Scott's and I said they were garbage, not garbage, but they were, they were mid, you know, it's not really that hot. Y'all just like it because it's Dior and it's Travis Scott. Oh my God. The comments on that video had me sick. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, that was the first time I've ever experienced being like, what a, a small smidgen, a taste of being canceled could feel like. I was like, oh man, they were like, this is why women shouldn't have an opinion. Women suck. This is why women Damn. should. It was like the worst comment section ever. I was just like, I need to log off. Like. This is like so bad, but I can say um, one of my favorite videos would have to be probably a discussion. I, I post a lot of like discussions, so I'll do a lot of discussion videos. And I remember I did a video brands that are falling off. And I remember I named it. I just talked about some brands that, you know, are really falling off. I won't even put his, I won't even put what brand it is or who, but I put a brand on there and had the creator DM me actually on Instagram. He was pretty tight. Um, he was just like, yeah, like we're not falling off. Like, you know, just basically trying to like give me the spiel. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, so I, I posted his response on Instagram, um, TikTok. And I was like, guys, he's not falling off. This is crazy. Like, did you know that? And then he comes at me again. And he's like, he's just like mad. He's just mad. And so that would probably have to be one of my best, that, that's probably one of my favorite videos because it had like, it had, it gained like one of the most like likes, it had like 200,000 likes or whatever. And I just really liked how informative it was. It was just super casual, super easy. I liked reading people's comments on it. And on top of that, I mean, hey, like, I just liked it. Also like the ones where I'll do like worse, like Jordans coming out. Like I'll do like a, a lot of the best or worst series I do. Some of them are my favorite. Some of them are like not my favorite. But hot topic, yeah. hot takes is always going to be like a hit or miss on the internet. You're either going to get like slash for it or you're going to get like praise. Like, so. Yeah, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And, you know, something that stood out to me that what you just said, and I hadn't thought about this. Well, I had. Um, but one, the, one of the criticisms that people were commenting on is the fact that you're a woman. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, how do you think about something like that? Because, you know, in fashion and streetwear, um, I feel I feel like streetwear is pretty much you know male dominated, right? A lot of men control the conversation around streetwear. Yeah. Um, as someone who's a woman talking about you know streetwear topics, you know it's not just streetwear; it's you know high fashion, avant garde, et cetera, et cetera. It still kind of has a male kind of tone to it. Um, how do you feel about you know someone bringing up um, you know, gender when, when, when they're talking about whether or not your opinion is valid. Yeah. Um, man, I could talk about this because 
you know, like I said, I put a, any hot take I put on the internet, if someone disagrees, it's like the automatic women comment. And I, I just think that's like, I don't even know what to think about it. I really don't know what to think about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like I'm blanking right now. I just, I don't even know what to think about it. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of threw that one at you. Um, and I understand it, it, it probably is a lot to digest. I mean, it, you probably just look over it, and, you know, when you see it and you just get on to the next video because I know you're 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 a con- you, you're someone who loves to create the content. Right. So like for you, you know, oh, this person's tripping. I'm just going to move on. Like that's that's the right approach. Right. But I think there's a greater conversation there that, you know, one day maybe we can have um, because in because my. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I just I feel like like you said, like a lot of, uh, you know, fashion isn't really a. Uh, a woman dominated field, but I, I feel like it's becoming that. Do you know what I'm saying? A lot, I see it, and especially on TikTok. TikTok is opening my eyes to like a lot of things because I see a lot of like women, like they want to dress like the men, you know? You know, like what I'm saying? Like they want to get fly with kicks, you know? They want to, you know, they want to get fly or whatever, but it's like really disheartening when, when men are like just like constantly roasting women, you know? Mm-hmm. About, you just got into fours this year. Oh, you just got into one. Oh, you have TikTok drip. Oh, you're just riding the TikTok wave or whatever. You know, I just I, I find it kind of like just it's corny. It's corny behavior. It's uh, it's just super corny. I I agree. I agree. And um, TikTok comments are some of the the worst comments I've ever I've ever received as well. Like, it, it's a thing where like the the power of the algorithm, right? The you know, you're more likely to see like as you're scrolling on TikTok, you're more likely to see someone that you have never seen before or don't follow make a quick judgment of them and then just comment it right that's that's what i've noticed versus like on instagram and youtube um people watch your videos because they know you right a lot of times more so than just well in the beginning they don't watch your videos on youtube because they know you they watch because other reasons but like as they kind of as your subscribers kind of grow more and more people know about you but on tiktok you still get a lot of new people every post right and so yeah i i get that um comments can be ruthless <laughs> they can be ruthless yeah though and at first i would respond to like every comment every bad comment but then after a while i learned that like that's literally just feeding into negativity and it's wasting my time and people will sit there behind a keyboard all day typing whatever they want i mean you respond to one comment three more comments came do you know what i'm saying like it's just not worth your time and I just going back to the women thing, I've never really been that type of like girl to just to be like, just to be like, so like women deserve this women, 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 women. I've never been that type of girl, but like, especially in the fashion community, I would really love to see more of it just open up to women. I mean, just even like, like Nike for a sense, like, you know, and, and it started to get there like more and more, like, cause we just had like the Salesforce, but like the sneakers, like if you went back two years ago, the sneakers like Jordan brand would put out for women were so corny. Like I'm talking about like corny colors, like hot, bright pink with purple and like neon yellow while men had like the most fire drops. And it's just like, <laughs> I see the playing field starting to level out, but it's just like, I would say there's kind of like a lot of like, what is the word? Maybe like sexism on like social media. Just a lot of men being like, women are valid. Fit is trash you know, y'all can't dress y'all. And I hate, I hate, I hate. One thing I hate is when women or like a girl like talks, talks about what she knows on social media. Do you know what I'm saying? And men just mm-hmm. like come at her. But there's a lot of women who know like what they're talking about in this fashion stuff. And it's just like immediately shut down if the men 
aren't feeling their vibe and it's just like i mean you know i hate that i hate that and that just sparked an idea honestly um in my head i'm I'm, do i have a piece of paper i need i want to make a youtube video about that that's actually a really really great video um and and it's a great discussion and i think more people need to hear that um than that than that just listen to this podcast because this podcast will probably get you know 200 300 people we're on youtube or on tiktok something like that thousands of people can get it can listen to that so um that that's a great that's a great great discussion uh, point and something that needs to be talked about much much more for sure sorry were you saying something no i said you're blowing up on youtube i've been i've been literally watching your views go up like you Mm. it's impressive it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Uh, if you ever want any tips, Drew, I got you. <laughs> it's because I know the YouTube algorithm isn't as fair as TikTok. Like it's not. It, it can be brutal. So I'm um, I'm just starting out. I'm about to drop my first YouTube video. Hopefully in the next couple of days. So we'll see. We'll see how I'm, that goes. I'm excited. I've been waiting for like it feels like a month. <laughs> <laughs> postponing it. Postponing it. Postponing it because it's a lot of work. It's way more work than I thought it was. Like it is not like TikTok just making a one minute YouTube video, which I need. But actually, like getting into it, making the video, chopping it to perfection. I mean, even this video that I'm about to drop, I have so many cuts in the video because it's, I'm just, it, it requires more structure than TikTok. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's all trial and error. It'll get better. But man, it's a lot of work, like thumbnails, outros, intros, cutting, editing, you know, it's a lot. But I'm glad that everyone's been patient with me because I have a lot of people asking. And they're getting a little bit tired, but it's coming, it's coming. I'm excited to see it. And uh, YouTube is a ton of work. It really is. Uh, we could get into it, but I want to I wanna ask you some more questions along the lines of, of TikTok and whatnot. <laughs> um, let's see. Where are we at in my question set? Oh, yeah. I want to ask you about the opportunity. How's it been working with brands, um, doing brand partnered work on TikTok or wherever else, if you've done it on Instagram too, but on TikTok especially, how's it been working with brands? I mean, um, it's been a cool opportunity. I would never think that I would be DMing some like extremely big brands or some brands would reach out to me. And that's the thing. I, I've noticed a lot going through TikTok. Brands need you more than you need them. Let me tell you. I mean, they. I, I feel like we're going into a new wave on social media where like brands focus their branding on creators. They need creators. You know what I'm saying? They need popular faces because... These people have like a fan base, you know what I'm saying? It's been great working with brands. There's been some crappy, there's been some crappy brands that I've worked with <laughs> that would surprise you, like big brands. And then there's been some like just, just good ones, like some brands like, okay, Adidas, you know, they reached out. They were like, man, we love what you're doing on TikTok. Like we see it or whatever. We'd like to send you a gift. You know, some of them don't even want to work with me. They would just want to send me a gift. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I it. hopefully I don't, do you know what I'm saying? And then there's been some paid opportunities where, I'm like that. I'll never work with that brand again. Like it's, that was, that was trash. That was garbage. And a lot of these brands, they'll try to like, they'll try to lowball you for your work, but you have to understand that. Like you like you post a video sometimes and that video gets a hundred thousand views, 50,000 likes. Do you know how much traction you just bought that brand? Like if any content creator is listening to this, like don't lowball, don't sell yourself short. Don't settle. Like these brands need you remember that. It's been amazing working with some brands and then it's been not so amazing. And the not so amazing ones have been like some of the biggest brands, like that very popular brands. And they're just mm. crap, you know, cause they'll, they'll try to like, 
bring down your worth they're like yeah well well how about we pay you this much for your work and it's like no like not at all Mm -mm. I love I love I love the confidence you have in in what you do as well Uh, maybe there is a content creator listening to this and they're trying to understand like how to navigate the space of working with brands Uh, you mentioned that have they've reached out to you have the majority reached out to you are you reaching out to brands as well for for opportunities um yeah let's start with that question i have never reached out to a brand any brand that i collaborated has hit my email um i never so when i first started tiktok i didn't even know it was appropriate to reach out to brands i didn't even know that was a thing like once we joined our little group chat of creators a lot of them would be like yeah like i hit up this or i hit up that and i was like oh like i didn't know you could hit up brands like <laughs> Like, that's not really my style. I always want something to come to me. I never want to force anything. Um, but yeah, and even then, there's been some brands where, like, this could really get me out there. But it's like, when we're talking, and, you know, like I said, they're kind of selling me short, or they're saying, oh, well, we'll do this. Like, you know, will you work with us? You know, going back to, like, don't, don't sell yourself short, because, like, the next opportunity will always come. There's always going to be something better coming, especially, like, when you're growing. Like, Brands are going to come. Just be patient. Like, simply be patient. Totally, totally. And when it comes to um, being patient, continuously creating content, do you have any maybe advice for someone who's just starting out who um, hears about, you know, oh, you're, you're working with brands, like Drew and Color gets to work with the brands. And do you have any maybe tips or advice for them when they're, you know, as they're just starting out creating content on TikTok or YouTube? about how they should approach the uh, the platform? I would genuinely say to put out your best work and be consistent. It sounds so corny because everyone always says that, be consistent. No, but seriously, like be consistent. Like seriously be consistent because I remember um, when I first started TikTok, I would post like maybe a video a week or whatever. And I was gaining, but it was slow. But then I remember at one point I was like, I need to pick up the pace, like it's grind time. I went from like 20 to like 20,000 to 50,000 in like two months. That was when I was posting like every day. And, but I would sit there and I would like write out a topic. Today I'm gonna talk about this. You know, today I'm gonna talk about that. It's all about consistency. And then the algorithm starts recognizing that consistency, recognizing that engagement, that people are engaging with you. It's gonna push it, it's gonna push it, it's gonna push it. And then you're gonna get your big break. Something's gonna blow. You're gonna get a lot of traction. The ball's gonna keep rolling. I mean, you see it all the time. One of our mutuals, you know, Javon Black Hoodie on TikTok, Man, bro went from, bro had less followers than me. He's almost at a million now because he's just consistently, consistently, consistently throwing them out. That's crazy. If you're hearing this, bro, shout out to you. Your your growth is crazy. Yeah. I would be consistent. I love it. And I'm glad you brought up uh, uh, Javon. Uh, this is a perfect segue. Who who are some of your other favorite creators on fashion TikTok? We can, then we can talk about Javon for a second. Um, I And I had a list too. I would say you. Okay, I found you. At one point, and you you actually put me on to the to the Benbury Crocs. You be putting me putting me on to some good stuff. I was <laughs> I really, um, another mutual that I have is Opal. Opal is I love Opal's uh, account. He, this guy is just super educated and just knows exactly what he's talking about and puts it in like the perfect video essay format. Okay, just like a super cool guy. Um, let's see, you Opal wisdom wisdom is crazy wisdom is crazy that guy is crazy man that guy is fashion tiktok general he runs it he is the captain we are little minions like that guy is like insane truly 
Let me think what else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Nothing else is coming to, I'm blanking right now. I had a list earlier and I was like, I'm going to remember this. I'm going to forget their names. And now I'm blanking. No, yeah, I, I'm blanking too. Let me pull it. Let me pull up my TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. I think that in terms of the best, I think the I think the person who makes the best videos, okay, excluding wisdom, because I think what wisdom does is insane. Like it, it's it's yeah. almost to the point where he's not a fashion TikToker. He's like in the in the grand scheme of TikTok, he is like just a famous TikToker. You know what I mean? Like in the in the same yeah yeah in the same realm of like the D'Amelios or, you know, other people, people like that. Um, another guy who like, I literally followed him when he had like 2000 followers and I had like 20 or 30 K Julian DIY. God, that guy, I love all his videos. He's super creative, super talented. Um, I love Julian's like videos. Like I, I saw the talent before it came and I was like, yo, this guy is crazy. Um, Mark, I love Mark Baudelaire. He is, he's super funny. No one ever would be roasting him. Like he is just funny, like it's all satire. It's all sarcasm. I think Mark is pretty cool. And when you actually like talk to him, he's like just a very humble dude. Like he is not how he appears on the internet. He's just super cool, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that list. I think um, I think I would put all of those people on my favorites list as well. Um, it's really interesting. I think everyone, everyone has a, their own role too in, in a way, right? I think you know, Javon black hoodie or whatever his name is. Um, he, he, I feel like he does a great job of, um, you know, relating to an even younger group than what we are at 23. He's, he's, he's like 20, he's about to be 21. I think for kids who are, you know, teenagers, high schoolers and early college, he does a great job for them. I think Opal, I think Opal probably has the best, um, dialogue, teaching videos you know descript like he just does a, a fantastic job i don't even know like he just does such a good job um like another I, one no go ahead go ahead i'm sorry no i was just saying opal is like super important on everything he talks about like there's no stutter he knows exactly what he's saying exactly like just great yeah i, I don't know how he does it it's so it, it, it's so captivating too like it's like says something and it cuts perfectly to where it like grabs your attention again and mm-hmm. Guys, like, yeah, I, I, like, I've been trying to, I wanted to tell him, like, a few days ago, like, I was going to DM him, like, bro, make a YouTube. Like, you could be, like, one of, like, the next frugal aesthetics or something, you know? Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily, easily. Another one, um, Wesley Breed is a really young cat. Need for Breed is his name. You should check him out, Drew. Also does a great job of, he needs to create more, like, he needs to be more prolific, in my opinion, um, but, like, also does a great job, kind of in the same vein as Opal, um, in terms of, like, you know, storytelling within TikToks, and it's just so creative, it's, it's unbelievable, Mark is funny, um, you, yeah, all those people that are in our group chat, a good majority of them are really great creatives, um, need more women, though, if I think about it, need more women, um, I'm trying to think of the women that I, I really am a fan of. I really don't follow. I don't have mutuals. I don't have women who are mutuals in the fashion community. Um, I'm trying to think. I know in our group chat we have Rachel Gomez. Um, oh yeah. I see some times. You know they're cool. Um, I don't really. I can't think of women really. I all my mutuals are men. I feel like I'm in the circle of men. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't really know. I'm trying to think, and I. 
I think with Rachel, I think she needs to be once again like more more prolific. Like needs to create more. Um, like, and that's there's a difference between like and even my me myself. I, I could judge myself. I probably should. Cre- I've, I created a lot of content, but I've kind of stopped. But what you and a lot of the other creators continue to do is just continue to be consistent. You know, whether it be every week, every weekend, uh, every other day, whatever, whatever you guys' schedule is, I feel like I'm always seeing the content from you guys. Um, so yeah, those are, those are great people, um, that you guys, if you're listening, should get connected with on TikTok. And I made a whole YouTube video about some of my favorite creators on TikTok because I, I was really surprised by the, 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 uh, I'm blanking. (laughs) I was, (laughs) I was really surprised by the, um, the depth of creativity with some of these creators. That's, that's what I wanted to say. So um let's talk about you know the future right um what do you or how long do you envision yourself kind of being on tiktok do you feel like you'll transition more to creating youtube videos one of the things that i've had to do and part of the reason why i haven't been as um prolific or i haven't posted as much on tiktok is because you know the more successful i get on youtube the more kind of hours it takes away right you have not experienced that you know, yet you're, you're spending a lot of time on, on TikTok and you're creating YouTube now starting out, but how long do you envision yourself creating TikToks for, you know, the rest of your twenties? Do you feel like you can do it beyond that? Do you think you'll have a burnout? Do you think, um, it's only for the young? Talk to me about that. Great question, because let's talk about this. So my goal from the start was always to gather following on TikTok and bring it to YouTube. I've always wanted to do YouTube. Like, always 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 um i can see myself getting burnt out i haven't put a cap on how long i would like to do tiktok because right now like i'm just still i'm in my prime on tiktok i mean i don't even have a hundred thousand yet um but it's even it's crazy that i just have like almost 80 you know what i'm saying but i can see myself getting burnt out there are times where i like completely like plateau i mean i was stuck at in the 50s like i mean i i was i was low-key getting discouraged i was like man like I don't know what to do anymore. Like the ideas aren't flowing. Like I'm just stuck. Like I can see myself getting burnt out, but I definitely want to, um, I definitely want to bring my audience to YouTube. I mean, just with social media in general, like I'm just waiting for like my big break. I want something to like happen. I want an opportunity to come from this. Like I have so much to offer. I mean, just like even like designing clothes, styling, like I haven't even brought those talents to TikTok. Do you know what I'm saying? But I have like a lot to offer. I mean, like even just like my knowledge on certain brands, and like certain streetwear companies and like certain certain shoes, you know, that's something that like per se like complex talks about. I could I could easily see myself becoming like a complex anchor or something like that. Like just waiting for that opportunity. So like I always have to remind myself, be consistent, be consistent. The right person will see this, you know, like it's all about like law of attraction, like putting good energy, like speaking like life into your dreams. You know what I'm saying? But um I, I definitely want to bring it to uh to YouTube. You know what I'm saying? But in it's funny that you say that, like getting burnt out because I, at first I was thinking about bringing my audience to YouTube and not even doing fashion. Cause it, you, you hit a point where there's only so much you can talk about with fashion. There's only so much that's going on. There's only so much that you can, you know, say about like ones and fours and like clothes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I can easily see myself sticking to this fashion stuff and like, just keep on going. Or I can see myself just being like a social media, like persona, like, because I have way more interests like outside of fashion. I like, I have so much I can do. I have so much that I like to do, like so much to talk about. That's not even fashion. 
But it's funny because when you build a niche on like social media, that's all they expect you to talk about. You know, I've made videos about like other stuff, not even pertaining anything to fashion. And it doesn't even do half as like a quarter good as a video if I were talking about like clothes or sneakers. So we'll just see, you know, like I, I'm putting my first video on YouTube. It's going to be a fashion video because that's what everyone expects. But I'm hoping sometime down the line I can transition out of fashion and kind of like just do like lifestyle, like about me, just like make videos about like what I want, you know? Totally, totally. I, I There's a lot to unpack in that answer too. Drew, uh, I want to ask you before we, before we, because I feel like this episode is going to be very, very long. Do you, you have the time, right? Like you don't have anywhere to go. Good. Okay, great. So we're, we're about 50 minutes in. This, this could go at least to an hour and a half, I think. Um, what I want to ask you is, because I love that answer, um, because obviously I can tell how passionate you are about doing what you do. So you, you view kind of what you're doing on TikTok. Do you feel like you can leverage it into an uh, opportunity at a bigger conglomerate company like Complex or like Heisenabadi or Hypebeast? Is that where you envision kind of the TikTok or social media kind of uh, content going? Or do you envision it more towards like the brand side, like a brand opportunities, working with brands, uh, you know, making your ends meet in that way? You see what I'm saying? I I personally envision it all. Like, I want it all. I want to work with brands, but then I also, like, if, if Complex were to email me tomorrow and be like, yo, we've seen your videos, we think you'd make a great fit for an anchor, I'll take that too, you know what I'm saying? I want to ha- I want to have my hands dipped in every pot. Do you know what I'm saying? There's some point where I, I don't even want to announce, like, I just want to put out my own clothing brand, do you know what I'm saying? But then I would also love to work on a big company, and then I'd also love to do YouTube. But then if the brands keep emailing me like, hey, we'd love to send you this to promote this, come ahead. Like I'm down to embrace this social media life in general. Like it'd be dope to do that as a living completely and utterly, like simply just focusing on content, creating all day, getting an income from that. I think that is like the dopest thing in today's like today's like world. Like people make a living off of social media. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. I'm the same. I it's it's great to hear you say that because honestly I haven't had the chance to talk to other people who are in in a similar position as I am and hearing you say that um, it, it it's really exciting because I'm excited for you as a fan of someone who watches you to see like oh she has passion she has drive she has a a a, a goal right she knows where she kind of wants to go and it's gonna be unbelievable you know the next nine months two years, three years, four years, five years to be following you. And I'm, I'm really excited for that journey to see kind of how everything progresses and hopefully get to know you better, become friends because um, it's great to, to know genuine people, right? Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you too, you mentioned you have other interests. I want to know, I want to know what your other interests are uh, in, in, in the scope of this podcast. What other things are you kind of interested in and whether it be hobbies or uh, movies or books or music or whatever, what, 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 what do you, what do you like to do, Drew? <laughs> so on my spare I feel like social media has like fashion social media just completely consumed my life that sometimes I forget about other stuff I love to draw I I do be weaving I love anime I am a wee Loki um I love sports love basketball love skateboarding like you can catch me at Venice Beach sometimes like I'm at the skate park like just skating just doing my own thing um what else do I like to do I love to read Okay. I'm a reader. I've always been a reader. I, I, I like, you realize once you get into your adult life, you don't really have time to read, but when I catch a good book, I can, I'll make time for that book. Um, I just, I know, like, I just have a lot to talk about, just a lot to share. I mean, you asked me about something, I probably had an interest on it at least one point in my life mm-hmm. and I can carry 
the conversation. Like I have a lot of interests, like a lot, a lot, a lot. I love it. And I, I love it because it's sim- like, it's just sort of similar people. <laughs> I love talking to people who are like, you know, you know, similar to you. I love, I love the anime stuff. I love manga. Um, My manga Hooper. Oh, I didn't even see. Yeah, but you can. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so dope! You gotta tell me what um what are some of your favorite books? Books or manga? Manga or anime? What whatever shows? Whatever. Man, let me tell you, I was sleep on Attack on Titan for so long. Finally watched that. Probably the greatest anime I've ever watched. The details going into like the author. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Like, the foreshadowing from season one to, like, season four, how you see stuff that you should have picked up on season one happening in season four. Attack on Titan is great. Um, Demon Slayer is, like, a really cool anime. Like, Demon Slayer is probably, like, top three on my list. But then I also like oldies, like Soul Eater. I got the Soul Eater manga right there. I love Soul Eater. Wish they would do a re-adaptation of that one. Probably not going to happen. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, I just, a whole bunch of anime. Like, all of it. So... I love it. Have you ever um, asked you this? Sorry, sorry. Every, everyone who's listening is like, "What the hell is anime?" <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me ask you this question real quick. Have you ever, um, you ever seen Akira? Yes, I have. Quite, quite a lot. Like the movie, quite a bunch of times. Akira is one of my favorites. I have the the box set over there. You can't see it, but great. You should, you should consider. Maybe I'll, I'll send you the box set um, because it, it goes oh, even God. more in depth than the movie. Yeah, uh, Kira used to scare me as a kid. Also, Spirited Away. I hate Spirited Away. I watched it like ten times and I hate it because it's 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 I, it scares me. Like I hate Spirited Away. Super creepy. I understand. I can understand that actually. I can understand that. Um, the this this next section, Drew, I want to talk to you about um, is kind of kind of what we've already initiated, which is beyond TikTok. Uh, like like you've mentioned, you have a YouTube. You've always wanted to start YouTube. Um, are there any other kind of endeavors, any other social media platforms that you want to tap into? I know the big three are obviously going to be, or not the big three. Yeah, the big three. You have TikTok, you have Instagram, you have YouTube. Um, I know obviously your focus is on video with TikTok and YouTube. Do you plan to um, do anything else with Instagram? You kind of mentioned it as a, as a platform that has become ultra marketing based. Uh, do you, do you, do you see a future for Instagram when it comes to content creation for you besides Fitpix? I do. It's just Instagram is like one of those platforms where it's extremely hard to grow on unless you have another platform going. So like all my followers, all like I have 8,000 right now, slowly climbing to 10, like two months ago, I had like four. So it's growing pretty quickly. Um, but Instagram is another thing where it, it's basically hard. Like if, if you're an up and coming, like, um, content creator don't start on instagram like no one's gonna see your stuff honestly unless you're bringing in followers from other like platforms but i definitely do see instagram as a another content creator tool but it's also just my personal place to like post my you know like my fits and i really do instagram and i've been trying to be more consistent because my followers like i'll get dms like people saying like I follow you because you give me so much like alpha inspiration or like i'll like take i have like men following me like saying like dm me saying like yo, like, you're, like, my fashion icon, like, you've put me onto so many good stuff, like, your style has helped me evolve my style, and I love that, like, I love getting DMs like that, I love helping people, I love, like, my creativity being inspiration to, like, others, so, yeah, it's just, like, a showcase, like, that's what it is. 
I, that's what I feel like it is more now than ever. Um, a, a, a showcasing. I do want to ask you about reels because I feel like reels is an interesting opportunity for Instagram right now. I have noticed you have not dabbled in reels. You are prolific on TikTok. Do you ever envision yourself doing any kind of reels work? I don't really know. And it's because I'm not really educated. The only thing I know about reels is that it can bring more traction to your account if they go big. But I kind of like to keep my profile very one way. I like the fit pics. People follow me for the fit pics. That's what I want to keep Instagram. You know, what I dabble in reels, not really kind of like breaks the image I have going on, on Instagram. I like to have a sort of look going for Instagram. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, it makes a lot of sense too. I, th- I think a lot of, a lot of creators are like that. I know one of my favorite creatives I talk about often talk. Yeah. I talk about often is, is Ray Mia. Um, yeah. 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 Ray, Ray is great. Um, uh, have you talked to Ray before? Have you ever DM'd him or anything like that? I, I literally used to watch this guy and I used to think he was the coolest guy and he still is the coolest guy. I've never even talked to him before. None of those like super niche YouTubers, like the super cool ones, like Ray G. Maya, Jacob Wallace. Never. Never. Yeah. Ray's super cool. I had a chance to connect with him because we were in the process of working on a magazine together. Um, oh. I'll have to try to mention you or get you guys introduced because I feel like he'll like you as well. Nice. But, um, he, I feel like him also, and this is maybe just me, kind of my, my judgment, he he's, has a very clean aesthetic on his Instagram. I feel like there is never going to be a future where Ray Mia creates a an Instagram reel because I think he kind of has his aesthetic down, knows what he wants, and it works for him. And I think it, it can work for any creator, especially on Instagram, to just, uh, you know, do what Instagram is, is most known for, which is the, the photo aspect of it, right? I want to ask you in... Uh, a little bit more kind of uh, I don't really know we haven't really talked about this it doesn't really make sense um I guess I want to kind of end the podcast on a on a relatively aspirational note right I thought we were going to go to an hour and a half I got excited so we're we're, we're at an hour I got excited (laughs) so we're about we're at about an hour or maybe a little bit longer Um, I want to ask you about you know if you have any dreams pertaining to the work that you do now right you talked about some some things whether it be working complex things like that um that could be your dream i mean i could be ruining your answer but do you have any dreams that you envision yourself stepping into or pursuing as it relates to uh content creation social media tiktok instagram youtube yeah that in this certain niche and aesthetic I want to be one of the biggest female content creators especially and I want to not like Dixie D'Amelio biggest fashion like I mean biggest content creator more like you know like kind of like a Lily May or something like that yes yes perfect 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 like I want to be like the Danny Sierras and Westgoods of Instagram the Lily Mays of like streetwear like I'm trying to be associated with those names. I want to be like one of the biggest female fashion, like entrepreneurs, like there is. So it's work, but I'm willing to put in the work. I think I have, like, I think I just have a lot to give. Like I keep saying that, but like a lot of ideas, lots to talk about, do you know what I'm saying? And I know I can do it, you know? I love it's- it. I love it. Drew, Drew, it's been good to talk to you. Drew good. It's been good to talk to you um where can people connect with you if they have not already uh, on social media i mean my social like 
that's the best place to reach me. I try my best to answer DMs. I, I get way more than I did like two months ago, but I still try my best to answer people. My handle is Drew in color on every social media I have, like everything. Um, it's best to reach me there. Check out my TikTok. Check out my Instagram. Subscribe to my YouTube. That's coming soon. Video in a couple days. But yeah, it has been a pleasure, Drew Joyner, having me on the podcast. And I can't wait to share this with my followers. I love it. We'll, we'll have to talk soon, okay, Drew? Um, I'll talk to you soon. Cool. Thank you so much. That was one of the best and most fun conversations I've ever had on the podcast. I want to extend a huge thank you to Drew for being a fantastic guest. She came ultra prepared. I always love when guests are prepared for the questions that I have. Allows everything to flow really nicely. And we got to talk about some things a little bit ad lib, whether it be the personal interests. Um, those are really fun conversations that I love having with people who are of like minded interest, right? Let's get into the post podcast analysis, touch on a few things that Drew mentioned and give you guys a little bit of insight into her personality because I'm actually talking to her face to face and you guys are only listening through audio. The first thing I want to mention is Drew's strong demeanor. She has a very distinct poise about her that I feel like definitely translates to her TikToks. If you have not yet seen any of her TikToks and you're into fashion or want to know what good content on fashion TikTok looks like. You can start there. You can start with Drew and Color, then you can move over to Drew Joiner, okay? <laughs> One of the biggest things I think that she mentioned in regards to her journey as a content creator and her dream as a content creator is the fact that she believes that she has something to give. I think a lot of times when it comes to social media work or when it comes to internet work or working on your dreams, mentality and the power of belief is something that's so so important when it comes to the journey at hand because when you start taking those first steps to try to accomplish something whether it be something as small as you know it could be anything whatever fill whatever example you want to for yourself but when you first start that journey there's going to be so many roadblocks so many instances that tell you you should stop so many plateaus and you know continuing to work and you go past the plateau and then another plateau happens it happens over and over and over again and you have to truly believe in yourself you have to truly believe in what you're what you have to offer right all in all drew was a fantastic guest i loved having her on the podcast i love having content creators on the podcast and like i said in the future i want to have as many types of people within fashion as possible so if you're listening to this and maybe you're a photographer, maybe you're a model or if you're a content creator or if you're just a fan of fashion who has an opinion about maybe an upcoming collection or whoever you are, uh, you can always reach out to me on my personal Instagram, Drew Joiner underscore. And I'll try to get back to you in terms of being on the podcast. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, be sure to give a five star review in Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Apple, if you're listening on Spotify, Google or some other podcast platform, I want to say thank you. Just thank you. Like I, I truly appreciate you tuning in this week. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the episode, leave a five-star review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, Leave us a comment on our most recent Instagram posts telling us what you got out of this episode. All right, wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you next time.